Alrighty. Why do you do that every single intro? It's, it's me warming up, man. It's me warming up. You got your thing where it's the... What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast. Now so number 88. 88, two yeah. fat ladies. We're yeah. not allowed to say that in casinos anymore. Two fat ladies. Because I guess... Because... Because I guess two fat ladies got offended. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, we are back for 88. It is a cold chili. No, not cold. Ooh, chili. Chili. Like chili. Chili day. Turkey or beef? Yeah. Beef. It is a chili day on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. We'll keep it relatively low today because my child's sleeping in the next room. I think my wife is too because I walked in there. She didn't say nothing to me. Wake so. the fuck up. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, uh, um, yeah, 88. So I'm your host, Jacob. And with me, I have Gabe. Hi. As always, apart from the course. And as a hoist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Maddie's sitting in the corner. Yeah, she smiled. You guys can see it, but it was a nice big smile. But yeah, so moving on. Uh, this is a uh, new week. And Gabe, how was your week, my friend? How was my week? How was my week? Oh, it's a mixed bag. Oh, what's that? Is it a mixed bag? No, it wasn't. It was I a got, mixed bag uh, this week. I got smacked with the sniffles. Oh. So... But other than that, it was all right. I got no real like complaints here or there. Well, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Same old, same here. Yesterday was my birthday. Happy uh, birthday. I. It was uh, not a bang, but a whisper, which I like. Uh, we ordered City Barbecue, and we watched Toy Story, and... Good stuff. Yeah. Just hung out and all that good stuff. You got to have them quiet birthdays every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, had yesterday off, so it was sweet, and I have to go to work. And all that good stuff. And yeah, just like I said, just hung out and all that good stuff. The fun is going to be tomorrow at the Bear Game. But uh, yeah, that, 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 that's my week. Uh, it was pretty run of the mill. Good copy, All that good stuff. Sir. So let's get this shit started. Start with this note. So I don't know if you saw this. No. It was on no face, idea. It was on Facebook, I believe. Yeah, don't do that. Yep. Mr. Will Putney, our favorite metalcore producer, mm-hmm. um, put it up on his actual Facebook. He's like, okay. He's like, uh, bands, come at me. He's like, I'll do a demo for free. <laughs> yeah and that's yeah basically everybody was tagging their shit because like i said will put any big name uh, so is he picking one band or yeah he's like if you pick one band he's like i'll do it was it a demo or a song he's like for free i'll do it and yeah so you obviously as you look through the comments just like thousands and thousands of band shitty band names i wish ah, i should have pulled out a list of like the the worst that would have been great next week yeah next, next week, week. I'm, I'm gonna bring those next week um, but yeah, man, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, like shout I out said, to Will Putney, man. Sometimes you gotta give back, you know. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I've been kind of just feeling that vibe this week. I listened to a little bit of uh, Fit for an Autopsy, a little bit of Thought yeah, Murder. Man. Just kind of getting into it. It's fall, and it's like the grimy, grimy season. Yeah, man. So, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool, and I know that you're a big fan. So, yeah, very cool. Uh, I got also some notes on here. So uh, Dunkin' Donuts, they're yeah. doing a name change. It's mm-hmm. just gonna be Dunkin. Dunkin. Yep. Ooh. How do you feel about this? Um, it's going to be weird, but at the same time, not so weird. Cause like, yeah. it's always been named Dunkin' Donuts. No shit. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, when's the last time you actually said Dunkin' Donuts? Nope. It's DD or, you know, as we refer to it, Dunkin', Dunkin' most yeah. of the time. And I think the rebrand is going to be good cause they're not essentially limiting themselves to just donuts and donuts and, you know, morning stuff. Yeah. Do you think um, it's necessary? No, I don't think it's necessary. I think it's something they... Maybe maybe they want to expand upon something, you know. Maybe yeah. they want to do like like sandwiches, like like not breakfast sandwiches, like like you know like normal like yeah like pot belly kind of shit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So who knows? And uh, and you know, I'm sure the whole Baskin Robbins thing isn't helping. Yeah. They always find out. Yeah. But uh. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I saw this too. Um, 
It's kind of abrupt, you know. I mean, yeah, whatever, a, little bit of a, a little bit of a warning would have been nice, Dunkin' Donuts. They're probably saving a shitload of money with all those letters they don't have to put yeah. up across all the new Dunkins. On the new signs and shit like that. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah, I thought it was a funny little note, too. So Cool stuff. It was cute. But uh, moving on. So this is a conversation that I wanted to talk about. And it's something that I think is an interesting question because I really don't know the answer to this question for you. I have an idea, but I don't really know. Given if you had unlimited funds. Mm-hmm. What would you do for a living? What do you think I'd be doing? I think you'd do movies. I think you'd probably direct movies. That, yeah, that was the backup one, yeah. What's the... What's the what's I'd the be torn. Huh? I'd be torn. Yeah, you think so? I'd be... Yeah. Yeah? Even if it was shitty little bars, you know, music is music. Yeah? Do okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I figured movies would probably be the one that you that would probably be up there. But yeah, I didn't really think about touring. I, uh, I'd love to do movies, man, but it just seems really fucking stressful, you know? But it's the good kind of stress. It's the creative kind of stress. Yeah, absolutely. But my whole, my whole thing is like... Uh, we have this saying where it's like, don't do something you love for a living. Do something you can tolerate for a living. Because if you end up doing what you love, you end up hating it. There's yeah. some truth to that. You know what I'm saying? I think don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd love to make movies, especially given, you know, this wacky budget, you know, yeah. do some cool stuff or, or so I, I think. I think even if you had an unlimited budget, you would still go for that low budget kind of a vibe anyways. <laughs> Let me get that grainy 90s yeah. uh, VCR recording yeah. type of shit yeah. where, the, where the line's going, you know, up. Tracking and all that. Yeah, yeah the tracking. But but that's like in the movie itself. It's not in like the, you know. But yeah, man. I don't know. I just feel like um, I don't want to say touring would be less stressful because it's very stressful. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you go out there, you do your stuff. If they don't like you, then fuck them. And you move on to the next venue tomorrow. True. Especially if you have unlimited funds, you really don't have to Yeah, man. You don't sell. Yeah, I, I guess that's absolutely true, man. You could just you could be loyal to yourself without essentially pushing a product. And yeah. that'd be nice. Cool. So yeah, man, one of those two things. Nice. Uh, now for me, uh, I was I would do movies as well as well. I think that's kind of the big one. But this one's also kind of movie related. I would own a theater. Like a movie theater, like an old timey, old fashioned kind of looking movie theater, <laughs> and we do some outlandish shit. Like, you hear about the the Nosferatu thing? Have you heard about this? No. What is it? Uh, at the Davis Theater, they're showing Nosferatu with live organ being played. That's bad. As the movie's playing, which is kind of fucking dope. I like it, uh, and I like the like the idea of that. And I guess they're also having kind of like twenty four hour like marathons in there as well, uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. So I thought that was kind of cool, and that's very why. cool, man. Maybe if you grow out the uh, the beard mustache. For a little bit longer and let it gray, maybe yeah. then you can have like a creepy theater. Yeah, you could be, be like your own Scooby Doo villain. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. Welcome to the Hamaria Theater. <laughs> <laughs> the in laws are serving tacos. Man, that place would be bumping. <laughs> All right, you ready for this agenda? Yeah, let's hop into the, the nitty gritty, bro. So, uh, revisiting top five franchises. Mm-hmm. This one's for you because I was pretty settled. Yep. All right, let's talk. All right, so I think I was able to break it down based on significance in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you kind of did relatively the same thing, and these lists will be relatively close. Okay. Uh, Star Wars, number one. Yep. I think that's probably the most important. Uh, number two would be Halloween, just uh-huh. based on my love for it. Uh, higher on the list this time, I believe. Yeah, a little bit higher this time. Three would be Rocky, because I okay. love it. So um, he breaks the top five this Ro- time. Yeah, Rocky breaks the top five. Uh, after that, shit, I just slipped my mind. Oh, The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely up there. And uh, five would be The Terminator. I thought wow. about this. You didn't even mention this last time. Yeah, The Terminator makes the list because just because I love the second one so much. And the first one was great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I enjoy the first one. Copy that. But the second one's probably favorite movie of all time. And it was bad, back and forth between Toy Story and The Terminator. And, uh, and you gave it to Arnie. Yeah, I gave it to Arnie just because of the impact it had on my life. It's okay. Up. We all know Mr. Slinky's a bitch. 
Yeah, right. But um, Toy Story is up there. But like I said, it just doesn't quite crack the top five this particular time around. Very cool. Top yep. five franchises, Jacob. Yep. And uh, good stuff. I, I'd say that's a pretty comprehensive list. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe next week we do a video game exclusive Ooh. franchises, Ooh. which we already know where, where, mine, where mine is probably. Yeah, we. I think we're going to be very divided on this one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> which is why I wanted to bring it up because I think it's a little bit of a different kind cool. of list. Cool, cool. But, uh, but that's next week. So think about it. And sure. We'll get back to me on that. So uh, we have some trailers to talk about. We do. Which one do you want to cover first? Let's have you seen it. both of them? Which one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about yeah, the one that you you probably I'm sure you have a lot to say about. Okay, um, so we uh, we had the X Men trailer drop for Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think? I think uh, apprehensive, and here's why: because it looks eerily similar to Last Stand to me. Not maybe not like uh, like just like with the the plot. Obviously, that's kind of in the same neighborhood anyways mm. but i just have that that kind of vibe to me about like the whole suppressing jane thing and it's just like hey that'd be a cool mm. pop punk band name uh but um we got too many jane bands true uh but uh, i it looks good but i'm a little scared of it i and i think you probably say like you're afraid of them kind of fucking it up again as well um but yeah so i don't know it's you don't just, know. It's just not a very, uh, very comprehensive review by Jacob. I mean, I just I, I looked at it and uh, I watched it a couple of times. Yeah, I, I had to as well. Um, I think tonally, it's kind of different from anything they've done previously, at least in the good, the good X Men movies. Um, so I guess we just have to wait and see. I don't really want to have a definitive kind of answer for you. Yeah, copy that. I have a lot more to say about the other trailer that we're going to talk about in a mm, minute. Okay, so we're going to do a little <laughs> flip flop here. Yeah. Okay, so here's my concern with uh, X-Men as a whole. They've been fucked up numerous times. Uh, There's very few good interpretations or adaptations of the series. And um, what did I say last time we talked about this? That all these new characters, Cyclops, Jean Grey, um, Angel, Nightcrawler, they are so undercooked that Gordon Ramsay is yelling at them. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Gordon Ramsay is yelling at Fox at how undercooked these characters are. And it's just ridiculous. And to do a a the Dark Phoenix storyline next is not only an insult to us because one, they just totally skipped over the Mr. Sinister storyline. Yeah, it sucks. Two, well, I'll get back to that in a moment. But but two, it's like you need fully fleshed out characters. I don't give a shit. Well, I do, because I'm an X-Men guy. But for example, you don't give a shit about any of these characters. That's not true. Do you give a shit about Quicksilver? You give a shit about Magneto? Yeah. Xavier? Beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, to an extent, true. Beast maybe? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, you want to know why? Because those characters are They're very developed. well done. Yeah. Yeah, very developed. Very cooked. That's true. And do you give a shit about Cyclops? Not in this series, eh. no. Eh. No. Okay, that's I, a good point. And, and here's the thing. Age of Apocalypse could have done could have been done a lot better. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll get back to my what should have happened when I rewatch it. Oh, you haven't done that yet? No, I haven't done that I'm because surprised. I'm I'm, uh, I'm waiting. I want to stew a little bit, you know. I want to want to stew on what? I want to steep a little bit, you know. Steep I want I want to just kind of collect my thoughts as to how I remember the movie, and then actually go back and well, compare. You don't really have to re- recollect because we have an episode on that, so you can just Ooh. go ahead and listen to that. And yeah, know. good copy. So, yeah. uh, trailer was. Um, I don't believe in trailers. You guys know this. They're supposed to look good. And that's, you know, this is exactly what it does. 
Um, the best part of the trailer was Magneto going, talking to Xavier, and he's like, there's always a speech and there's always an excuse. And nobody cares. And nobody cares. Yeah. I was like, Magneto is not holding back. That was probably my favorite part yeah. of the trailer. That being said, uh, a couple of things. One, it is... Uh, the movie is called Dark Phoenix. It's not called X-Men, X-Men. Dark Phoenix. Yep. So they might possibly go and revisit Mr. Sinister. Who knows? Maybe this is like a... I don't want to say a spinoff, like maybe a segue. Mm-hmm. Okay. A detour. A detour, 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 detour. Yeah, man, I got, I just got some mixed emotions. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard seeing your favorite franchise fucked up so much. Good looking poster, though. Excellent looking poster. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything against Sophie Turner personally. I think she looks the role. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to be able to pull off those, the, the, the tonally season. serious yeah, the dark yeah. stuff. That being said, I put on the agenda that this is the end of an era because mm-hmm. this is the last movie that Fox is going to do for the X-Men. Yes, sir. So um, if they're going to... I'm not saying that it's going to be integrated into you know the MCU or anything like that, but, but it Disney's going to be... In, you know, Disney's going to be in charge of it. And so I, I hope if Disney notices any one thing from this franchise, and I hope if they, if they were to keep anything, keep McAvoy and keep Fassbender. Because yeah. those two made most of the fucking movies for me. They're really good. And uh, so a uh, quick quick little thought, look, quick little segue right between you and me. Uh, Fastbender as Dr. Doom in the Fantastic Four, if they could ever fucking do it. Perfect, right? Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, right. Uh, I would also say keep Jennifer Lawrence because she was pretty good. I, I got no strong opinions. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, nothing really. Um, I don't know, man. It's just... It, it it's rough, you know. It, it like it it tears me apart sometimes that we're getting another X Men movie, and I should be excited, but I'm not. And you know, I'm trying to. Are you less excited because you feel like it's insignificant in the grand scheme of things? Even though it's probably one of the most significant storylines in all of X Men, do you feel like because of the merger that you're a little bit apprehensive of it because of it? I, I think I think it's the other way around. Actually, I think it's not from my standpoint, but from the studio standpoint. They're probably like, well, this is our last huzzah in the X-Men. Let's go all fucking out. How do you feel about it? How do I feel about it? I feel like, well, one, this is probably going to be retconned for the third fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I'm just really concerned about whether this is going to be a good adaptation or not. And that's my that's my concern. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the studio will do a good job. You know, maybe they will. Maybe they won't. We'll see. That, that That's my concern. If they go all out, go all out. But like. You gotta, you gotta give to the X community. Mm-hmm. You know, you other, you know, X gonna give it to you, type of shit. What? Yeah, that's just my feelings about it, man. I'm really confuzzled. I I'm like, confused. like I want to be excited. You know, I, I want to be excited, but I'm I can't be confuzzled because I know the reality, man. You know, you know the reality of things. Yeah. So that's just my my thoughts on it so far. Okay, fair enough. So, like I said, it was a good trailer, but you know, my trailer philosophy—they're supposed to look good. Yeah. So don't you can, know. can you re, uh, recall a movie off the top of your head where the trailer wasn't as good as the movie? Like the the trailer didn't sell the movie correctly. Do you, can you recall one off the top of your head? The trailer didn't sell the movie correctly. Huh. Maybe that'd be a list. Maybe that's something. I that uh, I, I have one for a video game. Go for uh, it. Uh, do you remember Brutal Legend? Yeah. Um, have you have you ever played it? No. So about three quarters of the way through the story. Um, they turned it into like a real-time strategy game. Okay. And each player would have like a tower, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was like the emo kids and the metal kids and like the pop kids. And, you know, it would be a constant war. And like halfway through the game, 
you know, you're playing as Jack Black, you know, you're slashing demons and shit like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's a hack and slash kind of game. But yeah. then once you get three quarters of the way through, it turned into a real time strategy where now you're spawning, you know, the headbangers and they're going and fighting like the other. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it, it just got really weird because the commercial didn't allude to anything like that. Like that. Yeah. And they said, well, you know, we were afraid that if we showed it was a real time strategy, it wouldn't sell as well. Not wrong. Yeah, not wrong at all. So, hey, smart marketing on their part, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yep. But, uh, okay, so I put Tim Allen on here for one reason and one reason only. Mm-hmm. Because apparently they're doing voiceovers for Toy Story 4, right? Okay. Reportedly, Tim uh-huh. Allen, while they were going doing the ending, he couldn't even get through it. Like, he cried. Like he cried. Oof. Yeah. He couldn't even get through it. And if, if, for anybody who's seen Toy Story 3, holy fuck, that was a pre- depressing enough as it is. Maddie just like smiled and like laughed because she knows it's true. It's depressing as fuck. So if Tim Allen can't get through the ending of this fucking movie, and if any of these toys die, I'm going to be very upset. Tissues. Yeah, definitely. I was going to do it anyways. God damn it. But fuck. That's Copy just something I wanted to talk about. That. All right, let's get into the second trailer. All right. Uh, Creed 2, the sequel. Yeah. So the trailer was very revealing in my eyes. I thought it showed too much, way too much. Okay. And this is for a movie that's coming out Thanksgiving Day, right? Mm -hmm. So we got... Two months. Two months to plow through. Um, That's kind of my biggest issue. We saw too much. Okay. You know me. I, I, I like minimal things. Um... That being said, the trailer did a lot of things good, like the uh, Rocky Drago stare down. That was oh. that was really good. That, that got was me phenomenal. Goosebumps. Oh, that's probably the best part of the trailer. Yeah, the, the faces that they were making towards each other is yeah. like. And what Rocky says is Rocky said about Drago in the movie is a perfect place or perfect way of describing where his mentality is in the grand scheme of things. He says, "This man broke things inside of me. They, they still aren't fixed. They, yeah. they have never been fixed." Like that's just like that that him saying that because we all know if you watched Rocky Five on and that was kind of retcon so to speak, but that whole movie was based on the after effects that he felt during this fight because he got fucked up. Drago yeah. fucked him up, and um, he killed his friend, you know. And it's just a very personal story. Now coming from the standpoint of the son of the man that he killed, the sins of the father kind of a deal. It appears that Drago's still a dick, <laughs> you know. Um, and Rocky said this kid was raised in hate, and he doesn't have anything to lose, which is 100% true. Um, they did a great job of making the new Drago look extremely intimidating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he towered over Michael B. Jordan, Adonis in this movie. Um, I'm trying to figure out where you, where you think they show too much. What Where does that fall? Like, What did you see? That, like, I think they showed too much outside of the ring. Okay. That's that's where my issue lies. Because obviously they're not going to give away too much in the ring, mm-hmm. right? That's like the big climax of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think everything around it, like we're going to know all the shit that goes on, like I said, outside of that ring. Like he has a kid. Uh, his wife's probably going to be like, you're stupid. No, don't do it. Don't box. And then Rocky's the whole time he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to train you. You know, uh, this kid's going to kill you. 
And, and that's just kind of my thing. Like, I also like that shit that happens outside. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that that yeah. ramp up towards it. It's good. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. But seeing as how they showed all their cards on it, I you know we know what the fuck to expect. Well, uh, well, I mean, it's a Rocky movie. Yeah, so it's we, a Rocky movie. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But still, though, it's just you, you know you're, you're given you're giving away all your ramp up time. You're giving away your build right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, if you tell your your buddies and smite, if you tell the opponent and smite your first four items, what are they going to do? Build expect them. Yeah. There you go. That's true, but maybe because it's just that, like like you said, it's kind of a flip flop because of how important the franchise is to me. Uh, I'm like uber excited about it because like this is a a story arc, so to speak, that's four movies long. Now, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so, and it's supposedly, I guess, coming to an end. And I think it's a very Drago probably being the most interesting Rocky villain. Out of all of them. Oh, yeah. Because he was silent. You know, he the quiet majority of the movie and near the end of the movie. You know, they had this uh, false sense of patriotism. And it wasn't about that for Drago at all. He just wanted to break things. Yeah. And hurt people. Um, I just think it's interesting. And uh, we'll see. I, I Like I said, that, that whole Rocky stare down with Drago in the ring, that shit. That shit fucking got me crazy. Got me, gave me goosebumps, and yeah, I watched that trailer probably about eight times. Yeah, <laughs> back to back to back to back to back. Um, yeah, uh, we'll see what else they like. You said I mean, there is some truth, I think some validity to what you said, but I guess we'll see what else they, the movie has in the store. It doesn't necessarily mean the, the other big thing is when they went, uh, you know, to the Wayne. No way, these dudes. Are, oh yeah, no way. <laughs> they're yeah. in the same class. Yeah, there's no. He's just. He's so much bigger. But to be fair, he's got like a whole head on him. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren was much bigger than Rocky in the first and Rocky Four as well. So whatever. We're not gonna get into the uh, validity of these boxing matches. Yeah, but uh, to be fair though, that I guess they kind of explained that due to the fact that the fight the fight between Drago and Rocky was not sanctioned. Like the, there was no boxing committee behind any of it. They're like, we don't want nothing to do with it because somebody's gonna die, kind of shit. So um, they explained it that way, I guess, kind of. But this one, there's there's a title on the line. There's you know there's a belt. So you know it is what it is. Uh, I'm not gonna get into the, like you said. Not gonna get into the whole boxing validity of it all because it's not. A real let's hope. Uh, let's hope these judges can count. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah. So I thought that was it was it was very well done, and I'm really very 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 excited. Very cool. We got a poster for Holmes and Watson this week. We got a trailer for Holmes and Watson this week. Oh, I did not see the trailer. You did not see the trailer. No. How do you feel about it? <laughs> Uh, so, for those of you who haven't heard anything about it, uh, Holmes and Watson is a parody of Sherlock Holmes, and where John C. Riley plays Sherlock Holmes. And oh no! <laughs> no, Will Ferrell plays. Oh no! Sherlock Holmes and John C. Riley plays Watson. That's what it is. It's the other way around, uh, and it's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, the trailer is just it's it's stepbrothers, but. In old well, times. let's hope <laughs> that this movie does better because Will Ferrell's had a couple of duds recently. Mm-hmm. But so, what are you referring to? Like uh, that movie where he spent in jail and he got his. You remember that where he was getting like his hair braided or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total yeah. fucking dud. That was with uh, Kevin Hart, right? Kevin Hart? It was it Kevin Hart? Uh, it might have been. I don't know. Oh. Tracy Morgan? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's absolutely ridiculous, but it looks like it's going to be fun. Um, I probably won't go out of my way to see it, but um, if you're into it, if you're into the Step Brothers, the those kind of movies, the old schools of the world, this is for you. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think uh, we haven't seen Sherlock Holmes get parody yet, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. 
copy. We'll have to yeah. wait and see. All right, so moving on. This one's you. Yes, this one's me. So, uh, this is something that I saw in like a like an article. I didn't read into it because I didn't want to like pawn this person's ideas off as my own. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was kind of an interesting point of view where he asked if the Dark Knight killed uh, the DC Cinematic Universe. Now, one could argue, well, the DC Cinematic Universe didn't exist during this time period, which you'd be correct when you say that. Okay. But did, um, because when Nolan made these films, he made them very much separate from the DC, you know, universe. There was no Superman, not even a mention of him, no Wonder Woman, not even a mention of her, very much based in reality, um, like as a standalone kind of a deal. And, um, as these movies were coming out, you know, the new ones, the dark, you know, the dawns of justice of the world and all that shit, you know, inadvertently, I think that, um, the sense of the dark Knight movies were done so well and had such a high expectation that you think it set the bar too high, it set the bar too high, you know, and not to say that, um, you know, it's not a, a good thing. Cause obviously the movies are fantastic, but Iron Man was in the same ballpark as the other, you know, a Marvel movies at the time, right? It was a good bar, but it wasn't something that you couldn't exceed. Ooh, yeah, you couldn't pass. it wasn't something that you couldn't replicate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while The Dark Knight, as a standalone film, very hard for any movie. Yeah. It's like you benched like 480 one time, and now you can never do it again. Yeah, that's is basically that's what it is. And um, like I said, since and since Nolan just didn't want any of those other references, kind of makes everything else seem disconnected. And um, I thought it was an interesting point of view because there's some validity to that. I think because of the, the movies did so well and they were so well done that, yeah, it set the bar too high. I, this is a double-edged sword. You could really take it both ways. Yes. Christopher Nolan is a very experienced writer, director, producer. Uh, he knows what he wants in a project. He knows his vision and he knows how to get it. And that's kind of the Nolan way, mm-hmm. you know, he sees something he does it. Yeah. And he sprinkles in symbolism, foreshadowing, all that good stuff. Yep. Okay. Right. That's why I like him because he's good with his literary devices. Here's the thing with these movies like Suicide Squad and like the Rob Snyder films. Maybe you just don't have the right people at the helm. Rob Snyder? Yeah. He did, um, he did the fucking, uh, uh, the first Justice League, didn't he? Rob Schneider? No. Rob Schneider is fucking Deuce Sna- Bigelow. Snyder. S-N-Y-D-E-R. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Rob oh, Schneider. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Zack like... Snyder. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been really bad on my part. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Zack Snyder. Uh, yeah, man. Maybe you just don't have the right people at the helm. Yeah. I think Nolan's... I don't want to say his work is, is, is replicable. I think what he has done for the hero franchise can be replicated. Can't. Um... Prime example, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And and to be fair, they took a very different approach. They took a gradual approach. Each movie kind of stacked on top of the next one. You had some hits, you had some duds. But when this kind of, you know, unveiled, it was like, wow, blown away. Yeah. You know? And it's been 10 years since Nolan's movies. But Marvel did it. And they did it gradually. Because mm-hmm. they took risks. They had people at the helm who they knew would produce. Do you think... Um that the reason why like Donna Justin's failed so bad is because we didn't care about the heroes because it was dis- it was disconnected from the Dark Knight movie. So what I think the Batman Donna Justice is a whole 
separate argument here, buddy. No, I'm just saying uh, this is just something that I'm bringing up in, in passing because it, it was so disconnected from everything else. Um, and you know, the only thing we really had to stand on was Superman, the Man of Steel movie, and they did this big, massive story arc the second movie in, like. Like you said, there was no escalation. It was just there. It's like um, it's like when you order a plate of food, right? Mm-hmm. And your let's put it like this, right? You ordered like a nice steak dinner. Your potatoes are good. They're nice. You know, that's Superman. There's there's always a good consistency to Superman. You know what to expect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then Batman is like your steak. You can order it from everything to burnt to a fucking smithereen. Yeah, I'm looking at you people who order your steak well done to uh to super like wild and out there like you know uh, flashpoint paradox type of stuff batman right yeah, yeah which is like the people who eat their steaks still screaming but um looking <laughs> at that you had really good potatoes but then everything else was kind of lackluster you yeah. know and you know you you need a good side but that side cannot overpower your main piece of food mm-hmm. and that's that that was the issue batman was undercooked at the time yeah um one was this before Wonder Woman? Yeah. This is before Wonder Woman, undercooked. Yeah. Um She was just thrown in, literally. She, yeah, we, yeah. And uh and Superman was the only like to stand on. And literally nobody gave a shit about the characters. The writing was poor, it was lazy. They tried to do too much in a two and a half hour span, which is already really pushing it for a movie like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's it, the pacing was bad, the tempo of the movie, all sorts of stuff. Like I said, whole separate argument. I just think that maybe DC should take a step back, maybe save some of their money and hire a better director, a better writers. Yeah. They don't, um, I don't want to say they don't take care of their product because they're trying to. It's just not working out in their favor, man. Yeah. It, not recently. And now it's just that they're just hemorrhaging so much blood from the whole entire thing. That yeah. It almost feels like irreversible. They're, they're doing damage <laughs> control. Yeah. They're not doing more marketing they're not doing more like like oh be hyped more movies no yeah. they're doing damage control right now yeah I that's thought, what it is man it's just dc took some wrong steps yeah i'd agree and DC, uh, dc should take up uh james gunn because marvel gave him the fuck up well they kind of had to yeah i get it but hey man sometimes all is fair in love and war yeah and i think james gunn needs some Income coming his way, and DC needs a good producer, writer, director on their side. I mean, because I feel like, um, like a like they kind of already did that with the whole Josh Whedon thing. They kind of already kind of did that. Um, I don't know. I I don't think it's the the directing choices. I think, like you said, it is the writing because you can only bedazzle a turd so much. You know what I mean? Sure. So um, that's kind of all Zack Snyder's films. All of them kind of suck writing, but they're cool looking. They looked cool. Yeah, I mean. Tra- trailer theory yeah um but you know like i said you're only you only can do so much with such a weak foundation and um so point in case nolan set the bar way up there for dc too high um no i wouldn't say too high too high i i feel like the person under the bench isn't giving it their all and i'm gonna leave it at that okay um yeah i'm, I'm gonna leave it at that i think that's a good analogy cool i think that kid could bench 480 eventually but you're not gonna get there if you're just putting up a plate every day. True. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. Weightlifting analogies. I don't get them. But yeah, uh, 
So yeah, just, that's the, that's the end of the movies talk this week. Good stuff. That, that was a really good topic. I saw that in passing too, but I decided not to look into it. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> like I said, I didn't want to. I don't want to pawn off somebody else's yeah, ideas. Man, man. plagiarism. I'm not gonna do that. All right, let's talk some gaming. So big news coming to PlayStation Four. The crossplay is finally enabled. PlayStation yeah. said, you know what? Hit that checkbox. Fortnite players can play with what Xbox is it? phones and PC, and the Switch and, the Switch. and the Switch and the Switch and the Switch and um. I mean, took you fucking long enough. Yeah, I mean, uh, I understand that this is what people wanted. I think it's eventually only going to open the door for bigger and better things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because interjection. Right. Um, I get why you would do it for the Fortnite community because it's so massive and big. And they stuff. wouldn't shut the fuck but up about it. What about like Rocket League that's been around for much longer? And you know, yeah, uh, that's kind of the big one that I'm concerned about. <laughs> Um, cause the guys, the producers, the studio at Rocket League said, literally it's a checkbox. It will take five minutes. <laughs> That's what they fucking said. So it's kind yeah. of Sony cock blocking right now. Well, yeah, that, that was the whole thing. Cause Sony's like their, their whole mentality of it was this. Well, we're the best place to play. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. That, that's basically what the whole entire thing was about it. They didn't want to. I get it. Still kind of shit. Because you're almost like, pip- at that point, you're not forcing. If, because, okay, a lot of that, I think the Xbox 360 is the prime example of this. The re- a reason why the Xbox 360 sold so well is because your friend had one. And then his friend had one. And then his friend had one. And then yeah, his friend had absolutely. one. Absolutely. And then his friend had one. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that was PlayStation's mentality about it. It's like, well, if you want to play with your fucking friends, well, and they have the, the, market, the, the biggest market share right now. To be like, fucking buy one. Play with your friends. What the fuck? What's stopping you? Yeah, but here's the deal. I bought my Xbox for $150. I bought my PlayStation 4 for $400. Yeah. Mm, kind of a big chunk of change. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... Uh, and, you know, I, I bring this argument up all the time. If I'm going to invest $400 into gaming, why the fuck would I just not invest into a computer? I don't know. Well, just, I, I know there's like favoritism amongst us. Yeah. But if severe favoritism. If, if you're putting that much cash into something that you're essentially just playing games on, yeah. why not put it towards something that you're also going to be productive on that's also useful from day to day and stuff like that, right? I, I haven't on. been productive on a computer in like 10 years, probably. You're recording the podcast <laughs> on a computer. Yeah, but it's not productive. It's doing something instead of just running. I wouldn't say away. productive. <laughs> I wouldn't call this productivity. <laughs> I would call it me bullshit with my friend. Copy but, that. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, big news. Everybody fucking threw the babies up in the air. and so, Sony is uh, not taking their their first place medal very well. They're being a sore winner. I agree with that. And uh, and now they're... I want to say they're just starting to apologize for everything because I think they're just getting started with all this shit. But they're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're being a sore winner right now. And that's yeah. exactly what they're doing. Well, to be fair, they were shit on all, all last gen. They got their... They got, yes. A big dude taking on them, right? But Microsoft <laughs> handled their their losings with grace, did they not? In the bone, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The, well, there was the whole uh, "well, you can't buy used games" thing. Oof. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's talk some Magic: The Gathering. All right, so this is something that I saw. Angry Joe posted a video about it, and I, I'm a formerly hardcore. Now casual player mm-hmm. of Magic the Gathering, right? Sure. Formerly hardcore, now metalcore. Yeah. Player exactly. of a... Exactly. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I don't really have the money to invest towards cards anymore, right? That's fair. Absolutely. Um, 
So this is a free to play, like fully produced because they have the Magic Online, which is absolute trash. Okay, it looks like fucking nineteen ninety eight Windows, kind of like because oh, that's when it was made. Yeah, point and click <laughs> adventure kind of shit. Um, well, this one has a little bit more productivity. If you remember the Duels of the Planeswalkers games, which were on the consoles, this is more in the vein of that, right? Ooh, cool. Um, and um, there's in game currency, of uh-huh. course, there is naturally. Um, but anything can be earned via, you know, grinding. Like, yeah, grinding. You, you know, it, it is what it is. Like they have, uh, if you do this objective, you can pick any rare card in the whole entire library of magic cards that are currently on the game. Sure. Um, I looked at it. It looks interesting. Uh, it looks, po- looks polished as ever. It looks really good. Uh-huh. Um, it's up to date with current sets that are out and about. Is it going to rotate uh, legalities with, uh, like, rotate out sets as with yeah. The current Magic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like I said, I think they have current stuff. And they even have the the Legacy Play, you know, where they have all the cards that have ever yeah. been released ever. Mm-hmm. Um, when you all the play. formats? Yeah. Like all, Commander? And, yep, yep. Cool, yeah. cool. Um, they have it on there. That's that's right now. Or if they don't, they're going to integrate it into it eventually. And I think it's a wonderful idea. Cool. Because these things are infection vectors for people who aren't hardcore players. So um, so you're going to be spending your money on virtual magic cards now. Well, you don't have to. Like I said, there's an in-game currency that you could grind for. Right. Um, counterpoint. Go ahead. Big counterpoint here. Um, if you are not currently actually spending money on physical magic cards, right? And uh, And you were part of the magic community like I was for a while and you decided you needed a new game to play uh you were probably spending money on hearthstone mm-hmm. and that's where i think some of the issues are going to come into play yeah you're going to have people playing both but there's some serious like loyalties here mm-hmm. like hearthstone does some things much better than magic does mm-hmm. and you know and vice versa there's always that yeah. vice versa but that being said um i see that wizards of the coast is trying to get their greedy paws <laughs> <laughs> into uh, Blizzard's pockets I would, now. I wouldn't say it's their greedy paws because who came first now? You know what I mean? It's their jar. <laughs> you know? Hey, it's a bunch of old dudes in their 60s bitching about how this card costs four black and one and red. What, and what doesn't resolve and what does resolve. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> the point. Um, like I said, who came first now? So it's, sure. their, it's their jar. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, can you really have an allowance jar if you're like 40 and stuff? You could have an allowance jar whenever you as low as old as you. I want. guess if you live in your parents' basement, yeah, right? it doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> all right, you know, you got to get buy a new chair because the old one's covered in Cheetos. All right. Yeah. That being said, uh, go to your local card shop and uh, support your game. <laughs> so, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think that the issue comes into play when you have all these other card games. Yu-Gi-Oh has a uh, has their online thing. All the cards are free. Literally all the cards are free. You can test any deck you want. You have all the formats, all that good stuff, right? Um, then you have Hearthstone, which is uh, I would argue and say it's it's the most uh, played online card thing right now. Okay, right? Yeah. It, it, it generates a lot of money. Yep. Um, and, and that being said, if you're not on one or two of those and you prefer physical cards, that's you know they're already losing out there, kind mm-hmm. of mentally. I guess everybody is, but I'm saying there's competition. Definitely. And it's been done. Yeah. And it's been done better. And Magic has Magic MTG has had a shaky history with virtualizing their product. Okay. And that is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. But for those, like I said, maybe who may not be into it anymore or wants to get back into it but doesn't want to spend 
an arm and a leg. I'm getting a new set. You know, the arena, Magic the Gathering Arena, is a good place to be. I actually downloaded it. Haven't hopped into it yet, uh, but I did download it. And I'm, I'm going to take it for a test run. And then sure. I have like a full-blown review for you guys next week. That's cool. Cool, cool. Um, so speaking about free cards, let's talk some free games. Yeah. So PlayStation's uh, free games of the month for yeah. PS Plus members. Uh, first and foremost, we are getting the uh, the Friday the 13th game. Yep. Which is very fitting. Yeah. Because we got uh, Dead by Daylight in September. Yep. We got Friday the 13th. They're ramping up for the Halloween shit. Yep. And uh, Laser League. Which yeah, I guess is, that looks very interesting. Yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. Um, Lots of color play. It's supposedly a strategy game where uh, you place down like these lasers and mirrors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I didn't look too much into it. It just looks very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, and it's definitely something that I would take a look at as well. But yeah, those are the games. I guess I just think it's funny that uh, you know Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, man. Hey, hop on it. Why yeah. not? We Might we talked well. about this game before, and you know we talked about how it's not worth thirty bucks. Well, what's better than free? Yep, that's true. And uh, yeah, man. I guess we'll we'll definitely play it. I mean, I bought that, but all right, I played Dead by Daylight. You didn't, motherfucker. Yeah, I haven't downloaded. I just haven't touched it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, it's fun. So I guess we'll see. We'll be able to compare the two. Come in uh, the first Tuesday around noonish, so October second. Yep. 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 Good yep. Stuff. Very very cool. Um, so explain this next one to me, Jake. So I guess uh, with this kind of being a PlayStation centric uh, kind of a deal. I guess they're bringing back Rondo of Blood, Castlevania Rondo of Blood, and Castlevania Symphonies of the Night. And they're going to be Symph- re- Symphony of the Night, I'm sorry. Are going to be, going to be playable on the PlayStation 4. Oh, on October I didn't 26th. know that. See, because also on October 26th, we get, um, there's a Castlevania anime on Netflix, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the second season on October 26th. So mm-hmm. I thought you meant that. No. I was going to make fun of you. Whoa. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, Cynthia's of the night, and wow! So we get the triple threat from uh, Castlevania on October twenty sixth. Yeah, and it should be fun. I'm gonna take a look. Uh, I played Cynthia the other night back on uh, PlayStation well, One. Yeah, man, it's been a minute. So uh, I enjoyed it, and uh, Alucard is beast. And yes, I think it's bullshit though because they start off the game with you being a fucking dog and just having all the abilities and shit, and then they just take all that shit away from you. Yep, that's how it would be, though. Uh, that being said, if you haven't watched the, watched the Castlevania anime, it's on Netflix. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is four episodes. It is literally not a commitment. It is very well done. I highly recommend it. Is it like... It follows the story of Alucard, and it's a different Belmont. It's a different Belmont this R- time. Richter? Is it Richter? No, it's not Richter Belmont. It's a completely new Belmont made up like for the anime. For the, okay. Yeah. It's it's very good. Because there was like four. There's it's very good. It's Simon, Richter... Um, Trevor, Trevor, yeah, Trevor. I think this one follows Trevor. I want to okay. say, but uh, but yeah, check it out. Four episodes, very well done, very gory. It's excellent. Interesting. Yeah, man. Maybe, maybe this will be your uh, your gateway anime. Uh, we'll see. I think you're giving it a little bit too much we love. There. Will so, see. speaking of uh, horror based games, uh, this is something that was. I think it had like a what's those things called? Like a Patreon, not a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, GoFundMe. Yeah, Kickstarter. Thank Kickstarter. you. That's what I'm thinking of. Kickstarter for, you know, and this is essentially a slasher kind of game in the same vein of like the Dead by Daylight in like a school, right? Hmm. Sounds very controversial. Yeah, but I haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's something I wanted to talk about because you would think murder in high school. A little bit of a, uh, you know, a soft spot in America. Yeah, considering, definitely. Considering recent history. And, but you don't hear anything about... How big is this project? 
It's pretty big. I mean, I, I like I said, it was around. It's been around for a while, and I think now they're finally like opening the door for it. But like you heard about fucking what's the name of that fuck hatred, that fucking Swedish game that like three people played, but that fucking caught flack on, on mainstream media. <laughs> that literally the whole point of that game was to kill everybody on the block, murder everybody. That was the point of the game. Um, they also had postal and stuff like that. But like I said, like three Swedish guys played that game and it was like all over all over the place, all over video game media, all over like mainstream media. My thing is like, why is this not catching any of that same kind of flack? Considering, I think it will. huh? I think it will. You think it will? Yeah, I. Uh, I think it, it hasn't caught on fire yet because nobody's lit a match yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it's big for the people who want it to be big. Nobody, because I've never fucking heard of this thing before until you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the issue where it's like, well, if you know what it is, you know, you're kind of in the club. If you're not in the club, you're like, well, what the fuck? And I think that. The people outside of the club haven't even heard of the club yet. Right? Yeah, I think that might be part of the issue. Okay, but so you're yeah, thinking like murder, high school. This thing's gonna catch fire, like like that. Yeah. So you think in two months we're having a very different you're, conversation about it? <laughs> I'm thinking when the first soccer mom finds out why thirty dollars of her credit card bill went to these guys, I think she's gonna freak the fuck out. I think we, uh, and like there may be some. You might be right about that. I think we found gaming's next big controversial title. Ahead of the, you know, release on this. Yeah, ahead of the, uh, ahead of the controversy. Yeah, uh, I feel like that, like that, like that kid who rolled into like, you know, an arcade in like their early nineties and saw somebody rip another man's like spine out. Gotcha. On, on Mark Cabinet. Very cool. That's that's what I feel like. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, I'll show you. Maybe I'll show you some footage, or I'll like send it in the chat, and you'll be able to be like, you probably, you you'll be like. What the fuck? Like, how is this getting away with anything? Sure. Right. Copy that right now. But very good copy. I just thought it was something that I wanted to bring up. All right, Gabe. I bring two. He with brings me. gifts. I tidings. Bring... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I have two on this week's sort this. Okay. Um first, Luke Skywalker. Sort him. Hmm. What era? Of Luke, just like as a whole. Let's do. What are the polar differences? Four and eight. Let's do four. Let's do eight, and then if you want, you could do four. Four is a Slytherin. Why? Uh, he has ambitions, delusions of grandeur. Uh, he four wants, is a Hufflepuff. You think he so? thinks he has delusion? He he thinks he wants all these things. He doesn't want to work for anything. He's a whiny little bitch. Are you kidding me? He doesn't even want to do farm work. Okay. Okay. Go, go ahead. Uh, eight part eight. The troll in the dungeon. No, uh, the troll in the dungeon. <laughs> uh, fuck, man, I even have to watch that. I haven't watched it since the game. Yeah, so, maybe it's better left that way. Yeah, so I don't. I, I don't have an opinion. On All that. right, I think you like the second one better. Uh, Rocky Balboa. Damn, Ooh. that is a good one. Hold yeah, on. yeah. So uh, hold on, let me get comfortable. He's got to. He's got to think about this one, ladies and gentlemen. Rocky. Rocky Balboa. Now, can you please go Balboa. over all the? Yes, I'm glad tricks. you asked. I will. Describe each house and some traits. So we have Gryffindor with courage, daring, and chivalry. We have Slytherin with ambition, cunning, shrewd, strong leaders, and self-preservation. Okay. Then you have Hufflepuff, hardworking, dedicated, patient, and loyal. Ravenclaw, intelligent, wit, creativity, and individuality. Definitely not that one. Okay. Uh, That leaves three houses. And a mix of personality traits. He's not a Slytherin. No, you don't don't think he's a... No. You don't think he's self-preserving? No. No, not at all. You don't think he's cunning? No, no he's too too empty upstairs. Yeah, you don't think he's ambitious? No, 
Okay. Here's why. There's mm-hmm. the, the reason why the whole ambitious thing, he, he didn't want to win. In the very first Rocky, he did not want to win. He had one objective. And his one objective was, I want to go to the distance. He had absolutely, he didn't even care less if he won that fight. Gotcha. Didn't bother him one bit. He was doing it to do it. He was doing it because he wanted to be the only person to make it to the he end. He did it just Creed. to say he fucking did it. Yeah. And uh, because he didn't want to feel like nothing. Sure. So you got two houses left. Griff or Huff? And they're both, um, they say like, like Slither and Ravenclaw are like mixable and like. Interchangeable. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say interchangeable, but I would say like, like if, you know, you had like, like a Gryffindor and a Hufflepuff, fuck, it wouldn't be a weird kid. It'd be like a, like a gray area there. Yeah. I mean, he took on things that like he had absolutely no right to do. So that's why I'm leaning Gryffindor. Like he, like, yeah, but but he's extremely hardworking. You saw all those training montages, all those shadow boxing <laughs> montages. I did. You're he's right. loyal. He's absolutely loyal. Yeah, to Mickey. Yeah, you know this. Mm-hmm. I do know this. It's just his thing. Like the the what like, what what sticks to to my mind is the scene from four when he's talking to Adrian. He's like, in order for him to beat me, he's gonna have to kill me. And that I don't know. That's just that's just a Griffin. Would you say that's patience? I would say that that's it's, dedication, it's courage. That's dedication. He's out of his fuck because he know he he knows this man can kill him because he just did. So, <laughs> all right, TLDR, right? Uh, Rocky is somewhere between a Gryffindor and a Hufflepuff. Yeah. So, because it's a, it's a bit of a tough one, ain't it? Yeah, definitely. But I thought that was a good one to bring to the table. This but, week. but yeah, like I said, that that's probably one of my favorite lines in all the Rocky movies, where he's like, yeah. for him to beat me, he's gonna have to kill me. It's a good line. Yeah, and uh, it is yeah. an excellent line, sir. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's dive into this music shit. Oh, you don't have any from where, where on earth? You don't have any of those? No, I will get back to that Ooh. shortly. But, um, so we, we told our audiences that we would get back to them on our top five. Yep. Um, I have my top five. Do you have your top five? I do. Let's talk. Um, actually, do you think you can guess my number one? Is it still a uh, ghost? <laughs> really? No. Okay. Uh, fire away. For mine? Yeah. Uh, bleed from within. Era. Or, hey, top down or bottom up? Top down from one. Oh, I guess we do it the other way around. Well, you already know my number one. So yeah, I, I figured that would move. Yeah, uh, bleed, bleed from within. Era is number one. Right. Okay. Then I want to say Chelsea Grin is like three. No, Chelsea no. Grin's not on this list. Ooh, copy that. Number two, uh, Kamikaze Eminem. That's up. That's number two right now. Good copy. Very hard for him not to be on my top five. I, I anticipate him still being there by the end. Fair, fair, fair. Number three, uh, Under Oath erased me. Mm, moved up. up on the list yeah, it's from up. six to three, right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, number four, Harm's Way, Post-Human. Wow, copy that. It I didn't is, know you liked it, it that much. It was very, very good. Uh, and uh, number five, Dispose by The Plot and You. Excellent. Yeah, that's my top five right now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, dude, like we were talking about this, and I think for – I mean, I'm still excited for the album – but I feel like Ice Nine Kill isn't such a shoe in for my top five anymore. No, definitely not. Uh, but the one, the one band is is the Architects. I think they're. You had band. illusions of grandeur. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think you were just sucked into the whole Ice Nine yeah. things. Yeah, definitely. And now that it's Halloween, you're toning it back a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have my because I think it was just the anticipation for it. And now that it's kind of here, it's like oh, okay, very cool. Yeah, very cool. I'm gonna go bottom up. So at number five, we have uh, the American Dream by Trophy Eyes. Okay. I think it's an excellent album. 
Uh, number four, the plot and you dispose. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's been in this top five very consistently since yeah. it came out. So mm-hmm. shout out to them. Number was, three was number one for a little bit. <laughs> it was number one till like May. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, Fit for a King, Dark Skies album is excellent. Number two, Chelsea Grin, Eternal Nightmare. You think you guessed my number one? I did a review of it. You did. Yeah. Uh, and it's on. not Ghosts. Huh? And it's not the Ghost album. Is it? Okay, hold on. That, that has been completely knocked off the list. Really? It, it went so- from like one to like, I don't know, like seven. You were really high on that for a little bit. Yeah, I um, was. What is your number one? You reviewed it. Uh, I reviewed it and then we had a discussion about it. Because hmm. this is a band you also kind of tinkered with. So, oh, no, that's not out yet. That's not out yet. Hmm. Yeah, now, now I'm drawing a blank. What no? is it? You, nothing? Nothing. Nothing? No. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance. Artificial oh, Selection. Yeah. I This one actually wow. kind of... Yeah, you know, I was surprised too because this one <laughs> creeped up on me and the album came on and uh, I didn't skip a single song and I was like, that's crazy. That is crazy. I went through this whole album on my way to work. I didn't skip a f- single fucking song and my girlfriend will tell you, I'll, I'll skip like 30 songs in a row until I find one I like and it's just, you know, it was very well written. The instrumentals are fucking phenomenal. Um... This al- I just love this album. I think it's a really fucking great album. I just thought it was not that it wasn't bad. I thought it was an alright album, but I was just kind of shocked because you you were kind of radio silence on that for a little bit. I was. Um, I think there's a lot of heavy hitting songs like Evaporate, Count Bassie on this that just kind of like beat me down emotionally. And I think it's really good. Okay. Yeah, man. So that's number one. Uh, that being said, I made a list of uh, what we should be expecting to fuck up this list real good. Yeah. Um, so we're waiting on Nice Nine Kills. Yep. We are waiting on Silent Planet. We are waiting on The Architects. Yeah. We're waiting on a Atreyu. Yeah. And then we're waiting on possible My Ticket Home. Yeah. And that's not even including all the weird ones in between. That are- yeah. That's not including all the stuff that might creep up on us too. Right? Okay. Yeah. Because you know how the albums be sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, man. That was my top five. I uh, That Dance Game and Dance one still fucking bangs, bro. Hmm. It's a really good album. Interesting. I, I would give it a second listen, man. Maybe. Maybe. Those, those licks, man. They are good. They are ridiculous. They are super tasty. Super tasty. All yeah. right. So, um, you know what today is the anniversary of? No. No. Your favorite? I well, I don't. Maybe, maybe it's your favorite Death Corey album. Your favorite Death Corey album turns ten today. It's not Suicide Silence, but it has the same initials. Uh-huh. Think. Su- okay, Death Corey album. Not De- Death Corey. Death Corey album. Yeah. Because some would say. This was their like new metal phase. Some would say that. Some would argue that. Yeah. Um, oh. Suicide. Oh, um, Suicide Seasons. Yeah. I was, turns ten. I was like, what are you doing? I'm so suicide like, Season turns 10 today. Okay. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Like, crazy, ain't it? Let's want to do a retrospect on that real quick. Have you, have you listened to it recently? Uh, yes, I actually have. Um, well, obviously, it's uh, Chelsea Smile. It's, it's their death core era death as core. they were getting out of it. Because, yeah. you know, there's a hell is kind of a mix of things. Far superior in every way. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, no doubt on that. Yeah. Um, wait, so wait, wait, let me, if I remember this correctly, mm-hmm. it was Suicide Seasons, right? Was there anything else in between those two? No, right? It was. Uh, this is what the edge of your seat was made for, which is a demo. Uh-huh. Then you had Count Your Blessings. Mm-hmm. Then you had Suicide Season. Uh, there is a hell. Wow. Semp Eternal. Throne. Mantra. Throne. 
Yeah. Throne? Throne was an album. It was that's the spirit. That's no, the that's what it was. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so this was an era where Bring You the Horizon was a fucking meme. Bring me the hairspray. You weren't around back then, but I was. Um, I, I, I know what you speak of, though. Yeah. Them, the Devil Wears Prada, were lumped into the category of, yeah, this music fucking sucks. There's no way this is going to last. So this is garbage metal, it. blah, blah, blah. It's so this is This is scene kid music. Nobody's yeah. going to listen to this, but both bands did the test of time. Um, you got to give them credit for their earlier stuff, man. Uh, this was an era where every girl wanted to look like Ali Sykes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shit. man. But yeah, man, running through the track list, uh, Come Down, you know, which is a good intro, Chelsea Smile, which is the Quiet. probably the best, this is the like the, the best track off of the album. Uh, it was written in blood, personal favorite of mine. Uh, Death Breath, Football Season is Over, Sleep With One Eye Open, Diamonds Aren't Forever, which is another banger. Go in. Uh, the Sadness Will Never End. Uh, Featuring Sam Carter. Yes. No need, for, no need for introductions. I read about people like you on the back of bathroom stalls. Always a great song title and Suicide Season. Okay. Uh, that being said, the following year they released the deluxe edition, which was, uh, I'm sorry, not the deluxe edition. They released the remixes, which was way ahead of their fucking time. Uh -huh. They handpicked DJs. They said, hey, take these tracks, remix them. And I, I just want to throw that out there. That was something that they didn't, that they did not have to do. It was mm -hmm. way ahead of the fucking curve. Uh -huh. So, yeah, man, 10 years old. I just want to give them a shout out for fucking being the best ugly duckling story ever. Cause that shit, like you said, that that era was just so sloppy and like, it was like mean. It was all mean music to me. It was fun, but I didn't. You didn't take it seriously. I, yeah, I didn't no metalhead took it seriously. I didn't take it seriously. At but all. then again, remember, no metalhead took Slipknot seriously for a while there. No, that's not true. Yeah, bro, are you kidding me? That's not true. I remember people would like sheepishly confess to me. They'd be like, "Bro, I like Slipknot." I I don't recall yeah. that era at all. Yeah, bro, when Slipknot was coming out, bro, all what? these like, yeah, bro, like no. all these Metallica guys were like. No, dude, slip. Are you kidding me? There are a bunch of clowns running around in masks. No, like, yes, one that is true for one of the members. No, dude, Slipknot had that era, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, Slipknot definitely had that era. No, they did not. Yes, they did, they man. They fucking the self-titled bang so hard. They had that era, man. Maybe you're too young to remember that. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Moving on. Uh, so we spoke briefly of the Devil Wears Prada. They just signed with Solid State Records. Um, here's my thought on this. Uh, not on the signing, just on kind of what's going on with their touring right now. They're doing the With Roots Above, Branches Below tour currently. Um, it's not actually been 10 years. It's been nine. So here's what I think is going to happen. They're doing this tour, and then they probably have half an album written. They're going to go back to the studio in the spring, and they're going to crank one out for like late summer, early fall. So they can play that for the 10 years. So they can play that. Yeah, because it's nine years. It's going to be 10 next year. I think that's fair. So I think that's what they're doing. I think they want to do this... Um, hey, you remember us thing? And then just dick slap everybody with new music the following year. Man, I just think that hey, remember us thing is such an insult to everything they've done. What's that? I said when, when you're like, because like, there, there is a group of people who are like haven't heard from them in a very long time, right? Obviously. And this whole 10-year unit is kind of revitalized them. But I feel like, man, they've just done so much good work in between now and then. They've done excellent work. All their albums have only gotten better. We spoke about this. I think it's a very good strategy. Yeah. Because they're... They're blowing a dog whistle, and all the dogs for miles are coming, bro. Because 10 years ago, do you remember who you was 10 years ago? Yeah. Were you bumping with the roots? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I haven't stopped. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> They're trying to get all those older guys back. Should I be insulted by that? What do you think, Maddie? 
Am I an old guy now? No. I'm an You're old an old guy. guy. I'm an oh old guy. Yeah, man. We're going to be old when your daughter has her quince. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Wait, how old am I going to be? I'll be 40. Oof. Oh, oh, oh 40. shit. 4-0. So just turned one. 14 years from now, I just turned 25, so I'll be 39. Oof. Yeah, man. We're not going to age gracefully, are we? Speaking about uh, aging gracefully, let's talk about All That Remains. Did you listen I to the didn't track? listen to this, bro. Oh, you're garbage. I forgot. Let's talk about it next week, then. I don't want right. to give too much away. Okay. Yeah, they dropped a song called uh, Fuck Love. I have some thoughts on it. I wanted to get Jacob's thoughts on it, but he's very uh, undependable. Luck fuv? Luck fuv. He's very luck fuv. <laughs> and that was my last topic. But that being said, sir, you know what to do. This is certified banger time? Oh, yeah. We have certified bangers. Hello. This is just- <laughs> uh, My Ticket Home dropped a single on Friday. Ooh. It is fucking excellent. It's called Through the Needle's Eye. All right. So are we talking about closer to Strangers Only era? Are we talking about closer to the last one? Uh, it's in the vein of strangers only. Hmm. Uh, they are right. It is, it is as catchy. It is still super heavy. Um, that being said, I don't think it's quite as heavy as strangers only, but it's a very good like mix. You know, banger. Check it out. Uh, I'm, I'm always glad to hear from them. Cool. Very cool. Uh, that being said, Beartooth released a new album. Um, uh, very Beartoothy. I think that's a f- good word to use now. Beartoothy. Well, They're like, it's more radio shit. Hey, man, do what you got to do. I get it. I mean, but, you know, sometimes but you just got to forget about Attack Attack and I come just, out of that. I, I don't know. I can't. I have a hard time saying it's more bare-toothy because disgusting is just so disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, it's a good rock album. Um, yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with kind of maybe change your direction a little bit. Yeah. I, I get it. Uh, I haven't really listened to the full thing yet because some things have taken priority over it. Uh, that being said, check it out. Beartooth is a band we support. Yep. They're good for the scene, and they're good for the memes. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Logic. Uh, came back from the grave with Young Snatcher 4. So let, let me let me explain to you a little bit, because I don't know if you know too much about Logic here. He has a couple of series of things with his music, right? So he has his albums, and his albums are few and far between because he takes so much love time in writing, producing, mixing, all that good stuff in his albums. So he has four studio albums only, but he's been rapping for 15 years. So he's not one of those mixtape guys? He is a mixtape guy, and he has two series of mixtapes. The more serious mixtape is called Young Snatra. There's a Young Snatra 1 all the way through 4. He dropped 4 yesterday. It's fucking excellent. Those are the more serious series of... Uh, of his mixtapes yeah and on the other hand you have the very fun bouncy kind of you know the the stuff we make fun of rap for those are called the bobby tarantino mixtapes and i think that's very cool because he segregates his music like that so you kind of know what you're getting into his albums are very heavily thematic uh they'll fucking speak to your soul on that type of level stuff then you have the young sinatra it's a little bit of a mix and then you have the bobby tarantino's which is just fuck you music so, Young Snatcher 4 dropped. Check that out. Okay. That being said, we have another rap, another rapper resurrected from the dead. Lil Wayne dropped the Carter 5. Ow. It's really fucking... It's brutal. Like, good. Like, good brutal. Okay. Um, He has a track with Kendrick on there called Soul. Oh, man. That song will fuck you up real good. Okay. Um, I, I've been a Wayne fan for a while. And I know... I know he kind of fell off the face of the earth there for a bit. Um... Check it out. This album is like nothing you would expect from him. It's very well done. 
I don't know if I dislike Lil Wayne just due to the fact that he was so popular when I was in high school, and I just wanted to say fuck. That's that guy. completely fair, man. Sometimes, sometimes you just hate people Why, for I, stupid I, shit I, like I, that. I, I'm trying to like because obviously there's the meme songs like Lollipop and stupid shit like that, right? Yeah. But like, I don't. My favorite Wayne line is from Six Foot Seven Foot, and I think it's really clever. He's like, "Real G's move in silence like lasagna," and I'm like, "Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> tell me that's not an excellent fucking line, <laughs> right?" Sure, game. Right? I love I love it. It's goofy, yes, but it makes sense, and I love it. I think it's really clever. That being said, the Carter Five, seriously, check it out. It's a, it's a phenomenal rap album all the way through. He's still chuckling. Have you not heard that before? No, dude. I don't listen to Little Wayne. What the fuck? That's yeah, a great line. Woo! That was funny, Gabe. That is a great line. <laughs> is that are those your certified breakers, Gabe? Yeah, that's, uh, that's my list. I have. Oh, oh hang on. Oh, and uh, oh, oh, oh. one last thing. Uh, Dev Wars Product did some audio tree sessions, and those are up now, so check them out. Uh, I saw them, listened to them. Uh, I didn't really like the song selection that they picked for this particular. They did Worldwide, Daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Planet A. Planet A. That's a good one. And then the Key City Evergreen, I'm listening. Uh, I mean, that's like their 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 money track off of uh, Transit. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like Kiev Evergreen. I mean, it's a good song, but like I said, I don't really. I think they could have probably cut it. Yeah, you, you would have wanted Untitled. No. Uh, no? No. No? You probably. No one you. Uh, let me get Revive on there from Dijon BDP. Outnumbered. Outnumbered? No, that, yeah, that's completely fair. If you don't like Revive, you like Outnumbered. <laughs> um, what off Dead Throne? Probably Dead Throne, right? Yeah. Dead Throne off Dead Throne. Well, Vengeance was pretty good too. So. Uh, Vengeance. Alien instead of Planet A. Do you like no, Alien? no, no. Planet A is my favorite song. Like Planet A? Probably yeah. period. Really? The worst part of the song, probably period. Yeah. Wow. Copy. Wow. All yeah. right. That's a bold move. Yeah. I don't but even think that's my favorite off the EP. There's something wrong with you. No, nah, dude. But Ash- you didn't like... You didn't Asteroid like, headed towards Earth, man. That one's so brutal. You didn't like uh, Moon God for a long time. And yeah, like, and then I fell in love with it. Moon God, so good. I'm like, yeah, I've been saying that for fucking six months, Gabe. Good stuff. But yeah, so I actually have a few as well. There's a new EP called Lifeless by a band known as... A legacy unwritten, Ooh. fucking grimy for fans of like Dyer's Murder, if an Autopsy. Very cool, very very heavy, very very brutal, and I like it. Also, there was this kind of weird. It's like, um, it's like a jet mix with like soulful singing. Like I said, th- this doesn't goes very well for me. I just it just fits well with the, the vibe. I don't know. It's I can't even say the name of this band, but it's spelled V I T J A Vicha Vicha Vicha, uh, and the album or the yeah, the album's called Mistaken. Very very cool. And there was one other thing. Also, this I just started listening to the single right now, but I liked it. It's called The Nines, and the single was called The Nines. Hey. Oh, and Hail to the Sun dropped an album last night. I heard about that, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, it's got some good stuff coming out the next couple of days. I think there was a couple, like, yeah, like, like it's like six, seven albums that were like coming out in the next like three or four days that everybody was like, Ooh. Yeah, man. Oh, and don't forget the Capsize album. Totally forgot to mention that one. When is that coming out? Well, we don't know yet. Oh, okay. We don't know yet. But yeah, so those are my sort of sort of sort of ladies and gentlemen. That was the second city kids podcast. I'm back in Smite, ladies and gentlemen. I've said, I've given Siege a rest. I'm giving Madden a rest because I can't take it right now. But yeah, Smite is back. I love it. Feels like home. But yeah, other than that, that was the second city kids podcast, man. That was episode 88. We'll be back for 89. You can go ahead and like us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Google Chrome. Podbean, Stitcher Radio, and anywhere where podcasts are found. MySpace, Friendster, Zanga. All that good Zanga stuff. Games. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> all that good stuff. But until then, until next week, we'll see, we'll see you here for 89. Closing in on 90. Closing in on 100. Do this.